up, everybody? And welcome back to the Outfielder Podcast, episode 47, brought to you by Sensibly Loud Media. I am your host, J-Mac, a.k.a. Founder Numero Uno, and I am joined by my co-host, who is down in the on-deck circle. Let's see what's going on with him. Ladies and gentlemen, now batting cleanup for the Outfielder Podcast, number three, the great Sam Bino. Good evening, Sam. Hello, how are you? Good, welcome back. Yeah, thanks. I feel like I haven't been here for like 12 years. Man, it feels like that in general, just because we were talking about this pre-show, like we haven't been recording uh, two episodes a week anymore. It's just been the one. And so on top of you not being around, it also, we've cut back the show a little bit for uh, other shows we're doing. So it's definitely kind of multifaceted there. So it makes it feel like forever, man. Yeah, definitely. Definitely burning the candle on both ends over here and happy to be here talking some baseball. Yeah, it definitely sounds like it, man. It definitely sounds like it. What you been up to? Uh, well, preparing to own a home is both expensive and time consuming. Indeed. Put, to put it mildly. So buying a lot of shit, not shit, necessities, really. Like I need a washer and dryer and clean clothes. Yes. And there's just um, there's a lot of tasks that need to be done. And um, work is ramping up now that um, summer's ending. So it's just it's a very busy time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are holes to be dug, right? Yep, lots of holes to be dug. I'm sure Ben can... Uh, I'll fly Ben out and he can help me dig. Yeah, holes. he's out teaching, I think, a class on how to dig holes or something. right? How now. to dig a proper trench. Right. We're not here to, to talk about the holes. Oh, we're not. Okay, I don't want to... This will be no fun at all. Yes. <laughs> This will be no fun at all. Well, man, it's been a kind of a uh, interesting weekend for me too. So I did something that I very rarely do. Um, well, I'd say I very rarely do in in a lot of senses. So uh, one I would say is I think the biggest thing about this is the fact that I kind of unplugged from sports and the the grid in general mm-hmm. a little bit, which is very unlike me and very usually kind of hard on me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I get cranky, it seems. Um, but I was looking at the schedule for the Red Sox this past weekend. Or, well, this is a little bit back now. But uh, looking at the schedule, I saw that this weekend they have a series against the Mets. And so I knew that that one was kind of in the bag. It's probably not one that I need to to be watching, you know, very intently, even though they did drop one of those games. But, um, you know, it happens. But nonetheless, it seemed like a good weekend to get out of town and do something for the wife. And so we actually went down to Austin, Texas. We rented a kind of a little house out there, kind of in the woods, kind of away from everything. So we didn't really have a whole lot of contact with, you know, internet and stuff like that. And we just went out and toured a bunch of wineries. So we hit like nice. three wineries yesterday. How are you feeling then? Oh, man, I'm a little bit sluggish. You know me, I've been kind of off drinking for quite some time. Yeah. Um, not for any real reason other than just general health wise. Um so, yeah, it was a little rough on the old system, but I enjoyed the hell of it. I, I always enjoy going and doing a little bit of wine tasting as bougie and white girl as that may sound. Yeah, no, that's great. I will I will attest to loving doing that stuff as well. It sounds like a good opportunity to unplug and recharge a little bit. It was, it was, and it was great to – so it it's good and it's bad because it's great just because you kind of need the recharge sometimes. I feel great. I'm You know, we're going into a season now where I've got like four shows going on simultaneously yeah. – uh, which is no problem, but it's just, you know, we got to, I got to be rested up and ready to go, you know, full force at it. And so it was a really good opportunity for me just to take a little bit of a, a break from, from the general grind for the weekend. But the bad part of it is coming back and trying to catch up and, 
you know, trying to, to get caught up on all the news and things that are going on. So, yep. But lots, it, lots going on. Um, so when are you going to quit your day job and do this full time? Man, it, uh, hopefully it's not too far behind, but we'll see. We're, <laughs> we're still working on the whole money thing, right? It's right. Once we get sponsored by Red Vines or something like that. Yeah, exactly. See, we're we just, a Twizzlers family. Ah, yes. We just did a huge plug for them, too. Look at that. Wow. Yeah, look at that. Oh, man, that's awesome. Well, we'll miss Ben, but he'll be back soon. And we have playoffs starting, man, in like three weeks. I'm so excited for baseball playoffs. I'm really excited. I'm, I, I tend to drop off a little bit on baseball down the stretch. I unfortunately kind of did the same thing this season. I haven't watched a game in probably a week or so. Yeah. But the playoffs always bring me back. Oh, no doubt about it. And this is a weird time because it's like the teams are just trying to get things worked out before they're, they're really kind of making that final charge into the postseason. Yep. Uh, case in point, the Indians playing Josh Han- or Josh Donaldson. His Cavs are operating, I guess, which is pretty cool. I mean, that's great now, but I would be concerned about it going down the stretch into the playoffs. But you know, they don't tend to last very long. No, not at all. Yep, we will we will keep close eye. We need to maybe even start a segment that's like Josh Donaldson calf watch or something like that. Calf watch. Yeah, I don't know what the the intro song to that would be like, but you know, we figured out. Yeah, we'll, we'll do that. Yeah, we'll see. We'll think about it. I don't know if we're really going to devote a whole portion of the show to that. No. We talked enough about him and his leg muscles. (laughs) Indeed. Indeed. All right. Let's see who's sponsoring the show today. Yep. Let's see. Ben left some notes. Ah, a repeat sponsor. Are you tired of not being able to see a fastball, curveball, splitter? Are you craving ice cream? Well, you're in luck because we have the place for you. That's right, I'm talking about Vince Velasquez Bifocal Emporium and Creamery. Get your new glasses along with your Rocky Road. They have square frames, round frames, thick frames, slim frames, chocolate, vanilla, strawberry, schnozberry, and more. Come on down to Vince Velasquez Bifocal Emporium and Creamery today. Back to you, Sam. What a great place to stop by and get a lot of things done. I know. The schnozberry one is top-notch. Top-notch. Top-notch ad read, top-notch destination for bifocals and ice cream. Indeed. At least it's not off Loop, like loop 2 near the Iowa border or something. That's typically yeah, how those 78 go. 78 miles off the main road. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That's good stuff. Um, Alrighty. What time is it? Let's talk pieces of shit. This is Paul Ramham from WBAT in Cincinnati. We interrupt this regular scheduled programming to bring you this breaking news bulletin. It appears that people have been called pieces of shit from around the globe. Baseball players in particular seem to be the main target. However, no person, concept, or universe is exempt from this cruel but very usual punishment. The perpetrator has been identified as the great Sam Bino. Police have confirmed that he is still at large and about to take his piece of shit corner. Ding, ding, ding. Huge piece of shit. Great. So we're not going to follow the normal structure today. We have, uh, let's see, four pieces of shit, and two of them are baseball related. Okay, so, so tangential more than anything, huh? Yeah, one of them has nothing at all to do with sports or anything. I just need to, I need to vent about a situation that I've gotten myself into. Hey, so, it's your corner, man. It's your corner. Right, great. So first, first piece of shit is Laz Diaz. Laz Diaz is an MLB umpire. Um, and the other day, he got himself into a little bit of a predicament. Um, Josh Hamilton, or not Josh Hamilton. Holy shit. <laughs> he 
He doesn't play baseball. No, he does not. But he's definitely a piece of shit. So he I'm is glad a piece I mentioned of shit. his yes. name during this segment. Yes. Uh, Bryce Harper was at the plate and <laughs> uh, was kind of chirping at Laz um, for some really poor called strikes. Um, and Laz kind of took that personally. Later, in the, in the next half of the inning, Bryce Harper is in center field, um, playing center field, and kind of makes, makes a similar gesture or makes some sort of taunt to Laz Diaz when he makes another really shitty called strike call. Right. And Laz Diaz notices Bryce Harper's reaction from home plate and starts walking towards center field, yelling at Bryce Harper. Um, really <laughs> kind of an, an emotional meltdown by the supposed three-year-old Laz Diaz. I don't understand. Like, how does he have all these meltdowns all the time like this? He just, like, lets his emotions get the best of him all the time, I swear. It's a real power play, I think. Um, just doing whatever doing whatever the hell he wants to usurp, or not, like, a, assert his authority, I guess. That's my take. Yeah, I see it. That makes sense. I don't know. It just seems like, I don't know, unnecessary. But anyway. Yeah, he's kind of the worst. There have been some. Very un- oh, go ahead. I was going to say very unnecessary. Um, Nationals manager not super pleased with this screaming at Laz Diaz to do his fucking job and like focus on the play and not Bryce Harper in center field 150 feet away. Yeah, which I can understand that. Dave Martinez, I mean, you know, he just got a contract extension, so he's got to kind of, you know, get out there and do that anyway. But I don't blame him. I'd be pissed too. It's just not his job to have to tell the umpire to focus on the game. Right. The yeah, it should is supposed be. to be um, above that source of neutrality and calmness, and not an instigator of of uh, what's the fucking word I'm looking for? Chaos. Chaos. Sure. Okay. Instigator of chaos. Absolute Bryce Harper chaos. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, it is. It is. I love it. Good first piece of shit. Yeah. Second piece of shit is Rangers players eating fan food during the game. Oh, okay. Uh, famously Prince Fielder grabbed some nachos off the first base side, however long ago that was. And he had a second, uh, final fusion surgery and then was out of, out of baseball. Poor guy. Very famously. Poor guy. Um, Joey Gallo recently caught in San Diego, taking popcorn from, um, an empty seat basically out in left field. It looks like. Wait a minute. And, um, <laughs> Hold on. Yeah. So did he like see the popcorn and be like, like, so was it a situation where Justin was sitting out in outfield? enjoying his game, and then set his popcorn down to go to the restroom and came back, and his popcorn was gone. Is that what happened here? Pretty much. I mean, he took a handful of the popcorn when no one was sitting there and kind of sneakily thieved it and then walked away. It wasn't, like, overtly clownish like <laughs> Prince Fielder's. Uh, he was really <laughs> trying to be sneaky about it, and he stole some dude's popcorn and ate it. That's bullshit. Yep. <laughs> That's just I just thievery, don't like dude. the trend of Rangers players doing this shit. No. No, I'm, I'm with you. I'm you can't you. do that when you're hitting 209, dude. No. Josh Hamilton is a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Had that loaded oh, no. on the board. <laughs> that was just deadpan delivery. Perfect. Yep. <laughs> you were not even a little bit kidding around. All right, next yeah. piece of shit. Uh, Jerry Jones. Oh, football, Tanagel. Okay. He's just kind of a goblin. I don't he really is. like him. He's just old. He's just a shitty owner and a shitty GM, and he needs to be hands-off. Get the fuck out of the way, you got one. That's definitely a take for the football show coming up that you're going to have to come deliver on. And you could really go into piece of shit. The thing is, uh, my buddy Jason that's doing the show with us, uh, or that does the show with me, he, uh, he does an incredible Jerry Jones impression. So that'll be amusing nonetheless. Great. Probably does a great Smeagol impression, too, then. <laughs> it's pretty much the same thing. 
pretty much the same thing. Great. Uh, final piece of shit is kind of me, I guess. Okay. <laughs> I got myself into a bit of a pickle here. So I, uh, I was in Dallas last weekend for a wedding. Went to the wedding, had a lot of fun, got pretty drunk, talked to a lot of people. Pretty much just your pretty your standard wedding fair. Mm-hmm. Um, getting to know some strangers and having some booze along the way. Um, I'm talking with this woman. Um, I'm not going to use names, but I'm talking with this woman. Apparently, we exchanged contact information because we connected on a professional level. Okay. At some at some level, like I have no idea what she does. I don't know her last name, so I can't look any of this shit up. Been there. But she texts me and calls me yesterday and is like, "Hey Sam, it's me. We met at you know Will and Julie's wedding. Yeah. Uh, how about you know? I'd love to snag a minute to chat if you have if you have some time. I'm like, no, I can't tonight. How about tomorrow, which is today." So I get this call from this woman. You have no idea who this is. I have no idea who it is. I have <laughs> okay. no idea what she wants. Okay. So I'm asking like very probing questions trying yeah. to get at what the fuck is going on. Rightfully. Um, so I'm asking things like, hey, uh, I'd, I'd love it if you could refresh my memory on the opportunity that we're discussing. Like, yeah. could you give me any details? We've set up another call for next weekend to talk about something. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, you know, I would love to be able to do my homework before this call. Could you tell tell me a little bit about what we're going to be talking about? Like, pretty direct questions. Yeah. Asking her what the fuck is going on. And I don't get any answers. So I'm talking to her again next weekend. What do you mean you didn't get the answers? How did that happen? No, she was just like, oh, you know, I, I represent uh, an investor who has thing, things in Dallas. Yeah. I'm like, I live in Atlanta. And she's like, that's great. He's got some things in Atlanta, too. I'm like, what are things? Yeah. Please help me understand what we're talking about. She's gonna be um, she's gonna be hosting another new podcast in no time. We're not even gonna know how it happened in a land of ambiguity. Maybe uh, I have no idea what that would even be about. <laughs> so the the final question that I ask her is okay. So could you give me an example of a question that you're gonna ask me next week? I just really want to make sure that I don't waste your time. Sure. And she goes, I just want to kind of understand your mindset. And I'm like, All right. Well, what? All right. You know what? I'm starting to think that she's the piece of shit here. Uh, she she might be. I mean, I'm definitely not not great here. This is not a good look. It's not a good look, but I don't trust anybody that that's that vague about anything. Right. I mean, yeah, and I'm g- general entrepreneurship sounds to be bullshittery to me. To yes. My like what happened? What What if I just told you, hey Sam, I'm going to come to Atlanta. I don't know, sometime this week, and then you were like, okay, we'll win, so we can get together and you know do whatever. You know, sometime I don't know. Just I'll be there. You know, just talking around it like that doesn't work. Like what? What, what are we doing here? Yeah, um, definitely weird situation I've gotten myself into. I love it. Um, it's you know I'm trying to like reverse engineer this relationship, like looking at Will and Julie's friends named first name, and <laughs> <laughs> there's like 18 of them, and I'm like, holy shit, I can't link to all of you. There's too many bills. Damn it. <laughs> Uh, I just, I really got myself in a pickle. I love it. I love it. Well, <laughs> and, and so I don't know if you even had a chance to listen to last week's episode since you were kind of in the, in between things, but, uh, I put you drinking Zima in the piece of shit corner. Yeah, that was a mistake. And I would be remiss if I didn't ask what happened. Yeah, we got really drunk. This is the night where I met this woman and this whole business partnership has been spurred. Um, <laughs> Yeah, we drank a lot. Okay. I mean, we're talking, I had 
a martini and a gin and tonic before the wedding reception. Mm -hmm. So let me let me lay out how this wedding worked. It was very interesting the, the timeline. So okay, Catholic wedding masses at two. So that's when the ceremony is. Mm -hmm. Ceremony at two, reception at five. Right. So there's some there's some time in there. Right. So I I take a gaggle of women. Uh, back to my parents' house, and we have some drinks there. Okay, hold on, you're married, by the way. Just, just she was, she was there. Don't worry. I know. I'm just, I'm throwing it up, throwing it out there, just for the, for your fidelity's yes. sake. You know. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for protecting my family. <laughs> married. Looking out for you. All right, go on. Thanks. Yeah, uh, friends. Yes. There are there are four of us. We have some drinks in my parents' house. We go to one of the girls' uh, apartments nearby, um, and we have martinis. And then we go to the reception, there's cocktail hours, like many, 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 many glasses of wine and like lots of beer. And then we go back to Carl's apartment afterward and start drinking more. And one of the things, I was just talking with somebody and he goes, here. And I was like, what the fuck is this? I turned the label around, it's a fucking Zima. <laughs> like, what the hell? I saw these at the store the other day. I didn't think I'd actually get one. Yeah. And he goes, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like getting ice. Now you have to drink it. So we started oh, chugging, chugging demons. Oh man, that is wild. Um, that is I wild. I don't remember much at all. I don't. I'm not surprised. You seem like you were very much struggling that Sunday morning. It was a real struggle. Um, yeah. Thankfully, I got a Whataburger at Dallas Love Field. Oh, nice. That morning before my flight, helpful. and all was well. Helpful. No real hangover. Absolutely helpful. Anyway, I'm a real piece of shit. That's all right. It, I don't know if that's necessarily on you. I think that's on her. That's the way I look at it. Well, I, re I really let this happen, right? I you, could have just, I could have just said, no, I don't want to talk. You could have said that, but I mean, what, it, what if she wanted to, to invest in sensibly loud media or something? You have no idea what's going on here. This could be a professional opportunity that you don't even, you're not even anticipating. Yeah. I think, I think I need to be thinking on the brighter side like you. I'm just saying, I don't know. You don't know. You have no clue. <laughs> I've got to think this is some sort of talent development firm or something. I don't know. Yeah, indeed. Okay. Well, keep us updated. You'll have to let us know what happens. Anyway. Yeah. Thanks. I That's can't. I love it. You name the time frame. I'll name it. Out. You'll, you'll definitely have to keep us filled in. I will. It's good stuff. All right. Fantasy talk. Yeah, um, Justin and I are fighting for fifth, the fifth place game right now after James from Middletown took me out in the first round. Uh, um, damn it, I, would Jimmy be, I, of course, would be scorching anybody else if I were still in it, but it's just you and me kind of duking it out. And not very successfully. It's a, kind of a good old-fashioned cripple fight is what we it, like to refer to. It's really sad. You'd be beating almost everyone, too. Actually, you would. You'd be beating everyone except for me. Yeah. It's uh, just one of those things, I guess. Chris Sale finally came off the DL, so that helped. But it's Keeper League, so it's one of those things. I just decided to make some moves for next year, and it is what it is. So I don't really care yes. if I get fifth place or not at this point. Who cares? I don't care either. We're out of the money. I'm, I'm quite pleased with my takeaways for keepers. This is, these are some of the players that I plan on keeping. Javi Baez, mm -hmm. Bryce Harper, Andrew Benintendi, Juan Soto, Chris Davis, Ronald Acuna, and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Wow. Okay. I like that. I mean, that's going to be a juggernaut team in the future. That's, that's only the offense. I think I'm just going to keep offensive players this year, which is weird. So Wilson Ramos is the most spotty catcher, so I have no idea what's going to happen there. But I've got Jose Aguilar, Travis Shaw, Tim Anderson, Mitch Hanniger, J.D. Martinez, uh, David Peralta, Robbie Cano, Devers, Altuve, 
So, I mean, I'll keep, I don't know, I'm going to have to rework a lot of these. Jose Ramirez did not have nearly as good of a year as he usually does this year. Interesting. So, yeah, there's there's some good names in there. You'll be good next year, too. And, I mean, I've got Nick Pavetta. Um, I'm I'm out of the Madison Bumgarner business after this year. That's sad. Uh, Steven Strasburg, Kyle Gibson, Chris Sale. And I also picked up Justice Shef- Sheffield, uh, top pitching prospect for the Yankees. So good pickup. You can, I mean, you can even feel out how he does in spring training and maybe keep him before the draft. Yeah. I'm sure it'll be fall ball. He'll play in fall ball at some point too. Cause I mean, he's not going to be eligible for the, the postseason roster, oh, right? Oh shit. That's right. Do you want to yeah. explain to the audience how that works? Yeah. So you have to be, is it as of August 31st, you have to be on the active roster some point in the year on the 40 man to be eligible to play in the postseason. So he, I don't think he's come up at all this year. I don't recall that. I don't think so either. Yeah, not. I feel like I would have seen that for sure. Um, if he did, it was a spot start kind of thing, and then that was it. Uh, but nonetheless, it's kind of a pickup for later on. Uh, so I'd imagine he ends up going and playing fall ball now that uh, minor league season is over with. And, uh, yeah, so we will see kind of how that plays out. But, unfortunately, we do not win money this year. Yeah, so, I mean, this begs the question uh, – I, I don't have the best team. I probably have the second or third best team mm-hmm. right now. But, um, you know, Kevin is going to be eliminated here shortly. And he easily has the best team. Yes. By, by numbers. Yes. And it begs the question, do we move away from head-to-head and move towards rotisserie where it's, you know, stat categories? Ooh, I know. I was, I was actually pondering that this weekend. So I guess the, the benefit of going out in the middle of nowhere is it does, if you're going to disconnect, it does give you time to ponder things that you are connected <laughs> to usually. So I'm not sure how disconnected it truly is, but I was actually thinking about that this, this uh, weekend a little bit and how we could maybe, you know, change it up a little bit this next year. We'll figure it out. I would be super interested in exploring those things. I mean, the head to head thing is obviously really cool. So you and I could banter back and forth when we're playing each other. Um, but it is a little unfair when someone is eliminated in the playoffs. But that's just how playoffs and sports work. So yeah, exactly. Have a bad day, and then the Patriots are out. They exactly. lost to Jacksonville today. Go fuck yourself. I know. I'm not. I mean, it's game two. I'm not that worried about it. But um, I was going to say, in Ben and I's minor league is what we've been calling it all year. <laughs> uh, ben and I. So I actually conceded to Ben last week, thinking that it was set up like our league, where it was you know one week sprints or whatever. But ours is actually two. So uh, I actually came back and walloped Ben by about 100 points, and I had like five pitchers to go today. So, so uh, unfortunately for Ben, the Denton Coyotes will die, but uh, <laughs> I am happy to be the, the one that shoots the, uh, the firing shot. So Love it. Much love to Ben, I guess. He was really probably my, my strongest competitor going into the playoffs, so I'm not too worried about it now. We'll see. The season is not even over, and I'm already looking forward to the draft next year, which is like super. <laughs> I know that's all right. I mean, half of it is about uh, fantasy for us because that's how we watch other teams and stuff like that. That's how we've always kind of paid attention to to different places around baseball. Absolutely, it's been super super valuable in that way. Other than this show, I guess <laughs> the show helps a little bit. It does. Well, speaking of which, let's take a look around what's going on in baseball right now. Yep. Around the diamond. Let's check out around the diamond. Let's talk about what's going on around the league, man. I have Boston has, is clinched. They sure when did ha- that happen? Uh, that happened about uh, four or five days ago. So you've recorded since then? No, actually, I have not. It happened the night we recorded. Ah, well, congratulations. Yes, That's cool. indeed. It was. Uh, it's good to see they're at 103 wins right now. They won today, seven to three. Their last ten. Uh, I feel really good with where they're at. The reliever situation is concerning to me. 
Um, I don't know, man. We'll just see. I'm to be. Yeah. I'm not going to be a real happy camper if that's what ends up fucking them in the longer term of things. Do you still have them winning 117 games, Justin? No, I backed off of that a long time ago and admitted I was wrong. What's the number? Uh, probably about 110. I, I like my call of 113. I think it's very optimistic, but I like that that was my original call. And I it was. I, I backed away from it, and I told you I was wrong. So at least there's that. <laughs> I'm just poking the bear. I'm I love it. It's not gonna. Ha- it's not gonna work this time, unfortunately. I'm. I'm. Yeah. I'm perfectly content with where they are at this point. <laughs> yeah, you should be. That's great. Great Con- standing. Considering that they won 93 games two times in a row under John Farrell with this almost exact same core. Yeah, I'm definitely happy with where they're at this point with three yep. or two weeks to go. So, I mean, the, the Yankees are a really good baseball team. I mean, the A's are behind them by like a game and a half in the wild card in the top spot. And uh, they finished, the Yankees finished the, seri- the season with a four-game set against Boston. Oh, boy. Yeah, so that could, that could make things really interesting in the very home or the final stretch of things. Yeah, I don't want to get into this too much because we're not in the right division, but the A's have a 18 or 19-man bullpen right now, which... Yes. Um, is not a thing in September. No. Or I'm sorry, uh, October when the rosters shrink back right. down. Yeah, we're going to so talk about that for sure. We should, talk, we should dive into that a little bit. But, we sure will. Um, I love to see that they're nipping the heels of the, the Bronx Bombers. Agreed. Um, but yeah, New York is 11 and a half games back. I don't think anybody felt like that was going to happen. And I mean, they're still going to win over 100 games. It's ridiculous. And they're gonna, they could potentially be bounced in one game. That's so crazy. That is crazy. I love it. Yeah, me too. Uh, I, I just think it... it they're still young, man, and they've got to get their pitching figured out. Yep. Uh, Justice Sheffield should be good if they hang on to him and he stays healthy. Yeah. It seems like everybody's getting Tommy John right now, so um, that fucking sucks. I saw that Giancarlo Stanton is like three for his last 70 or something like that. Oh, my God. They yeah. should get um, Aaron Judge back soon, though. Yeah. They're, uh, so, they, dude, I, so I didn't understand this when I saw this. Maybe you, you could think of the logic as to why, but they activated him onto the 40-man the or whatever. Or the the twenty five man roster specifically, but he hasn't even began like hitting or anything. He's not even cleared to hit yet. Hmm. So did they do that to make sure he's on the postseason roster? He'd be on the postseason roster no matter what. I don't have a good answer for that. Maybe they just didn't want to bring anybody else up, and he's close enough. Maybe there's or is there like traveling with team implications there, like practicing with team or anything like that. Like maybe he's close close enough to do some of those closer activities yeah. with the club i don't really know it's got to be that i just felt that was strange because it said that he was activated to the roster but could not resume hitting yet which is odd Um, that is odd yeah but they definitely have hurt without him no doubt about it and further than that i just they're luis severino has not been nearly as good in the second half at all yeah he has not performed the nearly the same way he did in the first half and uh guess who can't catch the ball Gary Sanchez. Gary Ch- Sanchez is a piece of shit and a half, really. He should be a designated hitter forever. Somewhere else other than New York, too, for his <laughs> sake. Because he's going to get eaten alive in that market. Yeah. Him and Kyle Schwarber are pretty much the same guy. Dude, that might be the best <laughs> comparison you've ever made. <laughs> That's an incredible comparison. I was looking to find see if I could find his splits real quick. Yeah, uh, maybe he's a doppelganger. So Luis Severino's got a three four six on the year. He's seventeen and eight. I mean, damn, he's not having a terrible season by the numbers, really. He's got he's got one hundred and seventy nine innings pitched. He's sixty nine earned runs. He's given up seventy three runs, sixty nine earned. 
he struck out 207. That's a pretty significant drop off. He's because he struck out 230 last year. So his mm. I would be interested to look more at his actual like splits and everything like that though. Yeah, for sure. Interesting nonetheless though. But yeah, they need they definitely need more pitching on the pitching front. So you know what the Yankees are gonna do their usual thing this winter and go out and buy one somewhere. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a real um bear market, right? Hey man, they should be too. I, I mean, if you look at it that way, because I mean they've got they've got the talent to compete right now. They do. They're just missing a couple things to really push them over the edge, I think. Right. Um, all right. Cleveland. Let's see, the central here. They've clinched. Cleveland has clinched. Um, I feel like they've doubled their lead on Minnesota, the next closest team, since we last spoke. I think so, too. And Minnesota's just been really, really bad, too. It has really not helped them at all. To just This is the only division in baseball where every other team is eliminated. That's so insane. With Cleveland having 83 wins, you bet your ass that's insane. <laughs> no, right? They suck. I know, right? Like, literally, they have 20 less wins than the Red Sox. It's just, that's, that's silly, dude. <laughs> they're just they just must be resting everyone without giving a fuck i bet they're pitching kluber on like you know two extra days rest every time they must be their bullpen's been kind of a mess though hasn't it yeah the andrew miller's gone yeah is he out for the year i think he's out for the year yeah he's i know he got i mean he's out again i know that at least at this point but i don't know if he's out for the year specifically but regardless I mean, that doesn't they've got help. brett hand doing a good job though that guy quietly is one of the best pl- like like relievers in baseball i i kind of agree with that yeah yeah like nobody even knew who he was when he was on san diego hmm. when he played oh they diego. they activated andrew miller on the 10th okay so he pitched a couple of games okay gotcha but he, he just has a little rusty yeah he just hasn't been nearly effective overall this season and that's when he can stay healthy right yep um yeah there's really nothing else going on in that division for the most part no. um, i would say don't go sleeping on cleveland you give them um, five games and they will take some away Yep, I would agree with that. Um, man, it's we talked about Michael Kopech or Kopech or Kop Kopech. Pack. Yeah, I don't know. We talked about that him having Tommy John surgery, didn't we? No, I don't know if we did, but I was super sad to hear that. I had him on my fantasy team. I swiped him out from under you. Sure did. He had four starts. Three of them had rain delays where he left with pitching less than four innings. So I got one full start under his belt, and then he promptly had Tommy John. God, that is a real kick in the balls, though. Yeah, I know. That's it's so sad to see someone young like that, like prime to make his debut and do some good for a shitty ball club, and like you know, instill some excite excitement in the fan base. But yeah, he'll still be back by the time that they start to be better. So I mean, at least there's that. Yeah, we'll see. Yep. I mean, it's I don't I have a real hard time understanding where the White Sox are in that rebuild that they've got going on, but it's. It seems lost somewhere along the way. They've been rebuilding for a long time. They like, really have, right? When, when, when would you say they started that rebuild? Like 2012? 1998? <laughs> so true. I don't know. They've so probably true. done well since then, I'm sure. But. It feels like they have been kind of in rebuild mode since like the Ozzy Guillen days. Oh, man. Yeah, he must have done some really terrible things. Yeah, he was a real piece of shit. He only lasted like a season, I think. I think we called him out as a piece of shit. Did we? I, f- I feel like that's something we would do. Or maybe like worst man, funniest manager or something like that. Yeah, we, we've definitely talked about Ozzy Guillen. We have really in the off season got to spend some time organizing this piece of shit thing and figure out who we've called pieces of shit and who we have it. Yeah, I tried to go database this, but I yeah. can only listen to so many episodes. It's my fault. I've got them all on the server. I can. I'll give. I'll send them to you later. No, it's um, fine. But yeah, we should definitely do that. 
yeah, we'll just we'll have to all team up and, and just go hit it real quickly. But anyway, um, yeah, that's a drop. <laughs> <laughs> just mark it now. Um, AL West. Let's talk about that. Houston's still very good. Yeah. Oakland also very good. Oakland's very good. So they, talk to us about this bullpen situation. They have they have a four-man rotation mm-hmm. and they have 18 relievers. Does that include Sean Manea going on the yes, the DL? Okay. Is, yeah, they have um four guys. None of them were on the starting uh rotation at all. Literally none of them. Shamanea was the last one that was a starter at the start of the year. Interesting. Everyone, everyone else has been a pickup or um, a promotion or, hmm, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. So they have 18. So what's the size they have to contract down to? Well, I mean, it kind of depends on what you what you want your team composition to be. But well, if they true. have to go back down to 20, not 25, yeah. you can't have 18 of them be <laughs> Being relievers. relievers. Yeah. <laughs> and if they want to send a few relievers Boston's way, I'll take it. They they've got some really good relievers. They've got yeah. Juris Familia. Um, that's the only one I can think of off the top of my head. But they've got some really strong some strong bullpen arms. Wasn't he a Met? He was a Met. Yeah, okay. that's where they got him. What didn't he get in some sort of trouble or domestic just, violence? Okay, that's what I thought it was. So he's a piece of shit too. He's definitely a piece of shit. Also very good at throwing the baseball. Though. He is though. Yes, not to give him any passes, but you know. Maybe a pass. Yeah. I don't know. They have a very, very, very low bullpen ERA. They string together entire games where they just throw bullpen arms. So, yeah. So, have they done the whole thing where they lead out with a reliever and then the starter comes in the, like the Rays have been doing? No, but I'm glad you bring that up because there are teams seriously investigating that as a long-term strategy. Yeah, the Rays have been doing it all year. It's awesome. And it's been working statistically. The Rays are doing like – they have a very low team ERA for their talent level. And we've talked about that. They they're just it's unfortunate that they play in the division that they do, while they're trying something like that. Yep, and I I love sandboxing like that. It's yeah. really cool. I love seeing that shit. They're money balling over on the East Coast. So. Why wouldn't you? I mean, why wouldn't you try it? You're bad enough as it is anyway. And I mean, it really gets you through that first turn in the in the rotation or the order, and that's what you're looking for in that sense. Makes sense. Absolutely, absolutely. It makes a ton of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, um, really looking forward to seeing Oakland. Um, in the wild card game, yeah, they should be able to. They could beat anybody. I agree. I I wouldn't feel comfortable playing them. I'll tell you that much. They've got Matt Chapman, who is like all star caliber right now. Chris yeah. Davis has forty two home runs and one hundred and fifteen RBIs. Chris with a K. Chris with a K. Crush. Yes, and in, on, on my fantasy team, definitely keeping him. Also, Ranger Killer. Ranger killer. He hits two home runs every time there's a series. I swear to God. Every single damn time. It's ridiculous. I'd have to look into the numbers, but I'm willing to bet that between 10 and 15 of his home runs have been against the Rangers. Yep. I would, I could see that. Makes total sense. Um, times, that's probably an easy bet. Agreed. Houston, really good, man. Yep. Continuing to be good. They got Altuve back. Yep. They did. And they've been kind of back to where they should be performing with him back on the squad indeed indeed um the angels are still dicking around with shohei otani for some reason i wrote a pretty are they really he's still playing yeah because he can technically bat still and they're the doctors have cleared him to play but the doctors are going to clear him to play if the angels front office tell him to clear him i mean come on let's be honest about this maybe i don't know that seems like a conflict of interest i agree with that i'm not saying it's right I... what's the doctor's code called uh confidentiality no, they've got a do no harm clause. It's, oh. it's I don't know. I'm not a doctor. 
<laughs> I don't take these. Doctor? These. Doctor? <laughs> doctor? Doctor? <laughs> I do that to people in the office all the time, and it's, pick, it's picked up a little bit of momentum, and now everyone's doing it. So yeah. Doctor? Same exact thing happened to me, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I said, some, I said that to you one time, and you were like, holy shit, I can't believe you just said that, because I'd just been saying that to somebody in the office. Anyway. Um, yeah, man, I'm I'm looking forward to what's coming out of the the rest of this division, though. It, it's it's been it's been quietly a better year for the AL West than we thought it would be. Yeah, definitely um, a little bit more competitive than we envisioned. Really, just the A's, I think, is the big shocker. Everything else has been pretty much as expected. Definitely, definitely. This is it's called the Hippocratic Oath, where doctors ah, there it is. Yes, no harm. Okay, well, but if my point is like, so I mean, if it really truly does not harm him too bad for whatever reason, then, I mean, I'm not saying that they're doing it without, like, you know, him actually being medically cleared, but what I'm saying is, I mean, they're going to try to get that answer out of him if it's possible, and it's, you know. There's just no way that that's good for your damaged ligaments. I agree right? with you. I wrote a blog say that a, a while back saying they should shut his ass down, but apparently... We've been, saying, we've been saying it all fucking season. Dude, since, like, June. Literally since, like, June. We've called some pretty good things. We're going to have to go back and fact check our calls because we've actually been pretty good about it. Yeah, we really have. Especially you with the whole uh, as Drupal Carrera and as Dubal Herrera thing. Oh, Dubal Herrera. Oh, Dubal Herrera yeah. and as Drupal Cabrera. See, yes. even you're fucking. I know, dude. That's what I'm telling you. I can't even get it right. <laughs> I love that they're on the same team. That was called in like May. It was. That was one of the most impressive calls we've ever had on this show. <laughs> it's not even close. Fucking awesome. Not even close. All right. Let's talk about the NL because that's way more exciting baseball, it seems like, these days. Yeah, but shittier all at the same time. Oh, right. How Have you watched much Atlanta lately? I've watched a couple of Atlanta innings here and there. Not a whole game since I went, what was that, a couple weeks ago, saw the Cubs. Yeah. How was that game? That was fun. Uh, got a little drunk, um, left a little early. It was That's where I got the uh, Babe Ruth of the Boston Braves bobblehead. I bet you didn't leave after one inning like we did. No, I think I stayed through four or five. I had a particularly shitty day at work and then had to jump in and try and have fun. Yeah. Um, That is not my idea of fun if I've had a shitty day. So we didn't stay too long. How was your uh, second burger from the, what was the the place called again? H&F Burger. H&F Burger, yeah. It was just as good. Okay. So it holds up then? It holds up. Um, The line situation is still just inappropriate in its structure. It doesn't make any sense. I don't understand the receipt thing. Goddamn burger line savants, I'm telling you. No. <laughs> it was it was still good. Uh definitely glad I went. It was a day game or not a day game, a weekday, weeknight game. Yeah. So not as much of a crowd, even though it was still pretty packed and it was a bobblehead night. Yeah. Um, so got in there early, got a burger, got the bobblehead, things were good. You know, people spread out outside of the concourse because right. it wasn't Yeah. Got some Zima into you. You were feeling got good. A couple I had like nineteen Miller lights. Yeah, it's perfect. Actually, it was, it was three. I had okay. three beers, and I was like, I'm going to go home now. <laughs> I'm going to take my, my ball and go home. Um, yeah, I, I was being a real baby about it. But I'm going again on Friday to see the Phillies um, play Atlanta, which will should have a, a playoff atmosphere. I think. It's, it seems like it would, even though the Phillies are really – they're six and a half games back. I mean, they're not going anywhere. Mm, I don't know. The, the um, Phillies' strength of schedule down the stretch is so much softer – than the um, Braves, I think there's a potential for them to make it in. So this series that's coming up is an integral series, then, it sounds like. The Phillies right now are tying one off with Miami, um, and then they play the Mets. Okay. And then I think they also play Miami and the Mets again before the end of the year. Oh, they lost to Miami today. 
Yikes. Oh, my bad. Yeah. Yikes. But still. They could be better. They're three and seven of their last 10, so not not great. But they have an opening because they're playing some shitty teams. Yeah. If they could just hold it, hold it together. There's a chance. They are going to go out in the offseason and open the checkbook so big. Yes. It is going to be dangerous. wild. I've heard they got a great starting rotation. So. They do. I've heard uh, rumors that they're going to go hard in the paint after Harper and Machado combo. <laughs> would that not be fitting? That would be unbelievable. That would be good Machado... for them, though. That'd be really good for them. Yeah, I don't think Machado wants to be in Philly, though. I don't know, man. I don't know. We'll see. He's going to go where the money's going to go. Probably so. Yeah, and they're going to. I mean, and they're in the position to spend big at this point. And they are. If they did that. They would be such a juggernaut. It wouldn't even be close to funny. Not even close to funny. I'd want to know. I'd want to see what their like bullpen like really looks like top to bottom to see what they would need to add there. But I mean, they're going to add those pieces too if they're if they're in the, you know, if you're opening the checkbook, open the checkbook, right? Yep. It's just totally the, agree. it's the exact same thing like with what Boston dealt with with JD Martinez, even though it behooved them to wait it out. Just open the checkbook already. Come on. Yeah, I think you're right. So, so I was just looking at the standings because you made me think of Baltimore when we talked about Machado. Yeah. Um, Baltimore has 43 wins and 106 losses. God, gross. Uh, the next closest team in losses is 52. So that's nine. They have nine more losses um, than anyone than else. Anyone. Yeah. Yikes. Or I'm sorry, wins. They have nine. Or, fewer, yeah, yeah. Nine fewer wins than any other team. That's so crazy, dude. Which is Kansas City. Yeah. Poor Kansas City. That's Not like really. epically bad. What's the what do you think is the fewest number of wins in a season? Ever? Oh God, I don't even know. It's I feel like I've looked into this before, and I feel like it was in the like 30s or 40s. Unbelievable. I mean, 52 is not good. 43 is even worse. Uh, let's see. The Cleveland Spiders in 1899 had 20 wins. The Spiders. I wonder let's how many games in- they played though. Here we go. New real time. New York Mets 1962 40 wins. Okay. So, dude, this is pretty close. This is not great. Yeah, that's not awesome at all. That is not awesome at all. No, um, all right. Let's see. What else? Anything else? Oh, so I got a couple things to talk about with the Mets here. Okay. So the Mets are in a interesting debacle because their pitching's actually pretty good. Uh, or their starting yes. pitching is pretty good, I should say. Yes. And D- Jacob DeGrom should win the Cy Young, but probably won't. Um because ba- baseball writers are dumb, except for us. And um, they've been also dealing with front office problems for a while now. Their GM, Sandy Alderson, went on medical leave, I guess, like in May, June, something like that, oh, and has been gone since. And instead of putting – we've talked. I know we've talked about this part before, but instead of putting one guy in charge, they put two guys in charge, in which <laughs> teams have no idea who to call – Whenever they were looking to make a trade at the deadline, non-waiver or waiver. Are they the, the Muppets that sit up in the rafters? <laughs> Statler and... <laughs> yeah, Statler and I forget what the other one's name is. <laughs> yeah. Those guys? Waldorf, I think. No, that's Waldorf Statler. That's a hotel. But Waldorf, <laughs> or Statler is definitely one of their names. But anyway, um, and so, like, so, that, so not only was that going on during the non-trade trade waiver deadline and they had a chance to fix that, they didn't even fix it for the waiver deadline. So, you know, that's not surprising, I guess, right? And now, so I was reading a little bit into the GM search that's that's going on now because they've finally committed that they need to replace Sandy Alderson, mm-hmm. which, man, like, 
you, you can't just have, like, if you're going to go on leave as a GM, like, I, man, I totally get it. Like, things happen, right? And you get sick and, and all that. Like, that's, you know, it happened to John Farrell a couple years ago. But, like, at the end of the day, like, the, the Mets still need a GM. And, like, yeah. why, and it's on them for not just picking somebody, to, you know, to lead the charge to begin with. Yeah. Uh, but the Wilpon gangs is, that own that team are, I think that they finally realized we got to get a new GM in here because things aren't going the way that we planned. And if you recall, they wanted to hire uh, Alex Cora instead of Mickey Calloway to begin with and got overruled on that because the older Wilpon, which I've since learned, has a very strong aversion to new school type baseball. Oh, how's that going out for him? Well, so right now they're in the midst of arguing about which type of GM they should hire. A young guy who's analytics heavy, which is where every other team is going, or an old baseball mind. Maybe one without a blastoma. Yes. If you know what, if the Red Sox get bounced, if they get bounced in the playoffs this year because of needing a reliever, they can fucking have Dave Dombrowski. <laughs> they can fucking have it. So you know, if you want an old guy, he's your fucking guy. But nonetheless, uh, it, dude, just a circus as usual. I sent it to to uh, one Jim Bone Mintown the other day just to get a little bit of you know context, and it was kind of a shaking my head type of response. Man, it's a mess, and I don't know what to what to say. James from Middletown has no opinion anymore. I know. I feel bad for the guy. I don't blame him. I would. I'd be in the same boat he's in if it were me. Yeah, but same. So demoralizing. <laughs> um. <laughs> so yeah, man, it's the usual circus going on in New York, like it, like it uh, typically is. Yep. I mean, what? I mean, obviously, the the way to go is the younger. I mean, the younger way. I would think in that case. No, I think we just stick with landlines and fax machines. That's why they couldn't get a hold of anybody at the trade deadline. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking fax was down. <laughs> they didn't. They didn't put an area code on the end of their. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, you got to dial a one. It's long distance, you know. <laughs> We've all been there. What a piece of shit! Or what a piece of shit! Um, yeah, man, the Central's plugging along. The Cubs are gonna win at this point, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, the Brewers aren't that far off. They're two and a half games back. It's not impossible, but I just don't think they have the constitution no i don't think so either what is the wild card situation look like how far is st louis off at this point let me pull it back up they're just out of it i think yeah so st louis has kind of been on a tear and the best thing they could have done for their season was to fire mike Matheny. yeah we called that one yeah huh. he's one game they're one game back that could still very well happen st yeah. louis has a really tough schedule where they play the cubs uh they play arizona and they play like Colorado or some some shit like that. It's pretty great. So I, I like a good comeback story. As much as I hate the Cardinals, I got to say it's nice to see that they got rid of a cancer and then are doing better. Yes. Um. Yeah, that's the nicest thing I can say right now. Hundred percent agree. Them at, hate them at their core, but that's just like a, a good move that has done them very well. And good for them. I do think that they are dumb for extending whatever the hell his, the manager's name is um, before they before the off season. I don't know. You you got to go out and talk to like Joe Girardi and people like that, right? I mean, come on. Joe. Yes, I think so. I don't know why you wouldn't. If you're them. Joe's, Joe's waiting for the Yankees to call back. Yeah, I'm sure they're right on that. He just sits by the phone all day watching Friends. Actually, probably Seinfeld. <laughs> watching Friends. I'm pretty sure he works for the MLB Network, so I don't know about that. Um, anyway. <laughs> Love it. Uh, the West. The NL West has been a hell of a race, man. Have you watched yeah. much of this? No, man. So it has been, it has shuffled every single show that we've done for the last, I looked into this the last four weeks 
Somebody different has been leading this division each time. Love it. Isn't this that insane? Late, someone's going to get fucked. Yeah. If the Dodgers just drop like five in a row because of reasons, they could be out of it. I think it's going to end up being Arizona being out of it, and then it's going to end up being Colorado fighting with with uh, L.A. for it. Ooh, Arizona's four and a half back. This yeah. is not the time to be four and a half back. No. They've been slowly slipping away a little bit. The three and oh, seven of their last ten, that hasn't helped, and they've been playing divisional games too. So right now, right now we have Colorado and the Dodgers are tied, so they both basically occupy the wild card spot and first spot. Yep, pretty crazy, man. So we'll keep an eye on that. We'll uh, we'll bring more as the playoffs come. That concludes around the diamond. Do you think we should have an episode where we watch a game live cast somehow? Yes. We're I wonder how we would do that, Randall. So what we would do essentially is we would essentially do it like we uh, we did whenever we record the Live in Atlanta episode where we just kind of commentated and just talked through it. Uh, so what we'll end up doing is just record all we'll, – we'll get on the, the usual show. We'll record all the, the content. We'll go back and clip it all later and put it into the show of, and talk about our reactions and things at different times. So Nice. I'm sure that uh, during the Red Sox series I'm going to get animated. Perfect. There's a there's an incredible video that Claire has of me screaming "suck David Price's dick" uh, a lot last year during the playoffs. So it's because he was doing well. And yeah, someone yeah. Because off. everybody's always talking about how he's you know bad in the playoffs and he was actually pitching fire for once. So that kind of thing. But anyway, I, I say it. nonsensical things at times. I don't know. You know how I go. Put your ass in the jackpot. That's for sure. You put it right in the jackpot. That is definitely <laughs> fine with me. That is fine with me as long as long as it's near the playoffs. All right, let's do a little bit of rapid fire. How about that? Okie doke. Rapid fire! Rapid fire time. Sam, lead us off. I've used this question before, and I'm going to repeat it. Okay. Juan Soto or Ronald Acuna for NL MVP or NL Rookie of the Year? Ooh, it's harder at this point now. I feel like Ronald Acuna has kind of come back around. He certainly has. Juan Soto's on fire as well. They're he, both really fucking good. Really, really good. I'm going to – I think that we're going to have to go with Acuna, though. I think so. I think he's got more flash. Yep. Walking I, a bunch is not as sexy, but Juan Soto's on base percentage is, like, killer. Because of it. And the Nationals benefit in no way, shape, or form from it. What a piece of shit. <laughs> Fucking incredible. Did you see that they extended uh, Dave Martinez the other day? Uh, it's, he's new. He deserves it. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> a, a one year where you go 500, let's give this guy a raise. <laughs> yeah. Interesting call, I suppose. Yeah, it'll be worth it. I think they're 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 going to be good at some point. They have to be. It's I, I would think so. Um, Machado and Harper to the Phillies. Yes or no? Which one, if not both? Harper to Phillies. Machado, no. Where do you think Machado stays? Dodgers. Dodgers. I could see that. I I, I set that question up to coerce a Dodgers answer out of you. So that was that was on me to even ask that question in the first place. Well executed. Yes, indeed. That's what I do. So the NL is tight. Who is your NL World Series contender? Ooh, World Series contender. Hmm. There's so many good teams. There are. I really think it's going to be the Cubbies. Do you think it's going to be the Cubs? I, like I that think answer. so. I, man, Colorado has been on fire, though. But ultimately, I think the Cubs are better. Fair enough. I mean, they're, I mean but hell, they've only won like six more games, five more games, something like that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Well, who would you say in that in, in that question? I think it. I think. Oh man, it's so tough. 
I like the Braves a lot, so I'm inclined to say the Braves. I just think they don't have any playoff experience. Yeah, I think they're a little bit away yet. I think that in a year or so, that conversation is going to be extremely different. I think so. Yeah, I'm, I like the Cubs call. That's strong. Arizona, Dodgers, or Colorado, who wins the NL West? Oh, uh, the Rockies. Okay. Okay. I like that. I know. I've been rooting for them all season. I, I'm totally good with that. They're a quietly really good baseball team. I've got Herman Marquez on my fantasy team, and he K's people like nobody's business. Yeah, he really, really does. He mows through people like lawnmowers. Yep. How many dollars is one of Josh Hamilton's calves worth? No! Josh Donaldson! Josh! <laughs> Josh no, Hamilton. Let's do it. No, we're gonna go back. Josh Hamilton. How many? How many dollars per calf? Josh Hamilton is a piece of shit. <laughs> uh, I would say no dollars per calf. Didn't yeah. he end up ultimately retiring because of a calf injury, though? Sounds right. Math I think. Out, yeah, I, the calf, the cocaine, something like that. I was gonna say one eight ball would be the value of one of his. <laughs> awesome. I guess we should. I, I guess we should stay away from titling this uh, this episode one eight ball though. <laughs> yeah, let's not get you know. Yeah. Let's not push the button. The uh, the I don't know the walls that hard. I don't know. I got nothing. No, we're good. Um, I, we burned one of mine earlier, so I'm trying to think of a good one for you. You know what I do? I just ask you something really complicated and try and have you figure it out. How do you spell lieutenant? God damn it. I hate when you do that shit. Um, what, what is your vote for piece of shit of the year? Piece of shit of the year. Or do we get to, or, or do we have to wait till the piece of shit awards? Ooh, I think Mike Matheny. Okay. Okay. I really do. I know we mentioned him earlier, but. Talk about destroying a ball club. All no by shit. Yourself. No shit. Dude, all by himself. And, uh, you know, culture culture matters a lot these days. And sure it's does. Not, it's a new game, a new generation of players, and you have to treat them uh, differently than the prior generation. And, I mean, the numbers speak for themselves. They've been really good since he left. I agree. It's pretty insane, man. It really so, is insane. Poor at it. Poor um, behavior. Poor outlook. Poor numbers, poor performance. He's an all-around piece of shit. I mean, real gold star piece of shit. Yep, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Any other questions? Nope. That rounds out Rapid Fire. Love it. All right, we want to remind everyone, check us out, sensiblyloud.com, for all the latest pods, blogs, and more. Make sure to follow us on social media on Twitter and the Instagram at Outfielder Pod. We are on Facebook, the Outfielder Podcast. Check us out in the iTunes store, the Google Play store. We're out there as well. Rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends. Uh, make sure to share the love. We want to thank everyone for tuning in for episode 45, excuse me, 47, 45, uh, 47 of the Outfielder Podcast. We would like to thank all of our fans, Sensibly Loud Media, our sponsors, and those with a sharp eye to keep the runners close. Grounds crew, please keep patrolling that outfield. Big ups to Kevin Towers. Don't text and drive. And we'll see you right back here next time on the Outfielder Podcast. Out.